0: i beard now so i guess uh, oh, oh, it's down no. to your, your oh. knees
1: jesus christ okay all their time oh my god um yeah i guess it's been a little while it's been a little while you guys if by any chance there's anybody out there like will i am and i or rather will smith and i am legend just broadcasting if anyone's out there if you guys are dear listeners um yeah we're sorry we've been we've been away is basically what i'm driving at um sometimes you know life intervenes extenuating circumstances and so forth um but never to fear we're back the future such as it is is still out and uh we're here to talk about it uh mac what's up man
0: not much um you know just living the the dream of the future coming to us soon crumbling our lives um but no it's cool um yeah been a rough little period, um, recently, but we're back, um, and ready to hit it hard. So ready
1: to pod. Yeah. Um, well, uh, without much further ado, let's get into, uh, what are, I guess our hors d'oeuvres for the, for, for the episode. I mean, there's just so much stuff. One of the hardest things about this show other than just actually uh, getting it out on time which <laughs> seems to be a, a continual struggle is just picking all the good shit. It's true. So, so just techno dystopian, yada, yada. But, uh, let's check in with an old mainstay of ours. Um, the nation of El Salvador mm. and more specifically their there's millennial president, Naya Bukele, who is a Bitcoin guy, big time Bitcoin guy. Yeah. Um, in every sense of the word. So, this was a couple weeks ago now but um too much fanfare uh bukele unveiled what is to be the world's first bitcoin city uh funded initially by uh bonds backed by bitcoin and basically they're in the form of this city this like centrally planned um city out of nothing mm-hmm. um that's going to be backed by these bonds based on this highly volatile cryptocurrency. Um, They're going to make a city that it's not just a Bitcoin city. It's called Bitcoin city. Um, I have a little uh, reading from the, from Reuters.com. Um, we have a quote from, from President Bukele. He said, quote, Invest here and make all the money you want, Bukele said, in English, dressed all in white and wearing a reversed baseball cap. Nice. This is a fully <laughs> ecological city that works and is energized by a volcano. End quote. Um, I don't know. I just feel really good about that. Yeah, I mean, sounds... That just well, f- feels great to me. And I'm sure every El Salvadorian is like...
0: Things are looking <laughs> clearly. I mean, I love that he's so into it that he's even trying to get ahead of the whole like the argument that like Bitcoin, Bitcoin's like adding to climate change because of the energy shit. He's like, no, we're um, we're doing we're, we're self sustaining, yeah. Um, we have a
1: volcano, we're harnessing magma,
0: um, <laughs> it's kind of Dr. Evil type of shit a little bit, yeah, like definitely. Uh, <laughs>
1: and just like I feel like they're really harping on that point, like you know, because they want to sort of preempt any. any valid criticism that Bitcoin is like a wildly wasteful uh speculative asset. Um but yeah, so they did they they're they're gonna, you know, make a new city in the jungle, uh Jonestown style. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be all about Bitcoin. Um looks sick. I mean this,
0: this awesome images
1: you're showing me you. right. Yeah, so cool. great. yeah, so another article, another or rather another quote from this article, uh uh you know, adds the following quote, likening his plan to cities founded by Alexander the great. Bukele said Bitcoin city would be circular with an airport, residential and commercial areas and feature a central plaza designed to look like a Bitcoin symbol from the air. This sounds dope.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> calling all crypto nerds. It's like a bat yeah. signal for like fucking, yeah you know, libertarians. Uh,
1: and crypto guys yeah i mean and i should say i i hold some cryptocurrency you know i've i'm getting my beak wet on this scam uh why why shouldn't i damn it um but yeah um it is a little debased like uh, i don't know i I, in, in a certain level i'm sympathetic because i feel like I mean, I am sympathetic because, you know, all of these countries like El Salvador and Honduras um, and places in Central America more broadly who have been sort of ravaged by, you know, the war on drugs indirectly, American intervention uh, in the 20th century, so on and so forth. It's been a rough go. Um, I I, I sympathize with like a, a Bukele style figure who's just trying to create, just get something going, like get a little juice flowing. You know, I mean, I'm I I personally am very skeptical of Bitcoin, certainly skeptical of like waving it around as a means to attract uh, capital to your country for investment, Um, given that, you know, the whole everyone who flocks to Bitcoin as a concept are all of the most like the people who who just sort of pray at the altar of like deregulation and anarcho capitalism, which to me sounds like, you know, a living hell. Um, in which, like, the rich just dominate the poor even more than they already do. Um, but granted, like, h- I mean, how many options do you have available to you if you're, like, some guy, some 40-year-old president of of, of El Salvador? Like, you kind of have to make a move. And I guess he's he's doing it. Um, uh, I don't know how it's going to work out.
0: It is just ironic. I mean, it's not necessarily a one-to-one connection, but it's ironic that, like, the cryptocurrencies, which are, like you know obviously like used for legal and illegal activity is like being adopted by a country that's essentially run by the mob like (laughs) yeah it's just like yeah i mean there's clearly some experience with uh with that already
1: yeah i mean they're issuing so they're issuing bonds a 10-year bond issue known as the volcano bond um that's going to be worth about a billion like a billion dollars is going to go into that so they'll sell those bonds backed by bitcoin um and with a 6.5 percent return which is a seriously high return for a bond um who knows how that's going to work out i guess they're just betting on bitcoin to the moon um to to pay the those back but yeah, you know, there's all, there's all, there's all types of stuff. I mean, this article is so good because it's just like a bingo card of like um, dumb, smart guy, uh, like techno futurist shit. Because the very last very last paragraph of the article in Reuters says the hash, the quote game theory on the bonds gives first issuer El Salvador an advantage saying if Bitcoin is the five year mark reaches a million, which I think it will, they will sell Bitcoin in two quarters and recoup that $500 million. So you already have like, you know, weird uh, experts swooping in applying game theory to the El Salvadorian economy and claiming that, Bitcoin is going to be worth a million dollars in 5 years. Uh right now it's worth about 50k. Yeah, we'll, see. Uh, we'll see. Um you know honestly I wish him the best. I wish Bukele the best. You know the first club club promoter, yeah, club promoter president. Um maybe not, but yeah, it's uh it's 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 great, man. The future Big things, big things are happening in El Salvador. Well,
0: it's not only happening in El Salvador either. Um, you know, there's also uh, more close to home is, you know, our great leader in New York is kind of doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm.
1: This is true, man. This is true. Sort of the El Salvador of the tri-state area, <laughs> New York City. Um, yeah. What
0: he, what he might turn it into. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, God willing. Um yeah so speaking of uh you know the the, the sweet embrace of bitcoin we have um mayor elect eric adams uh you know this is a new york city podcast um as has been made clear many times uh we're, you know regardless of the merit of the matter uh, mac and i are both in new york city and uh you know we we um we record this podcast under the protection and uh, auspices of 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 the city of New York and all of its various goons and, and, and criminals. Like stuff. all
0: proper media enterprises, we're gonna over talk about New York because that's what right. we do
1: hey that's where the money is baby. <laughs> you know new york
0: is everything york new york is, is new hey, york is applies to all your lives if you do not know what spends know. baby <laughs> um but, but
1: yeah so new eric adams former police captain and like very uh self very canny striver you know he's been he's a very good uh political smooth political operator he's now going to be the mayor
0: you know he's the- a he's vegan
1: he's vegan he also he's a weird fucking guy in like an interesting way i mean he's like i'm kind of intrigued by how weird he is he also said that he said this in in during the campaign he was like would there in response to a question i don't even know how much it had to do with the specific detail but he said he plans to retire to israel and to move to it this is like a fucking black non Jewish guy from New York. He's like, I am gonna move to Israel when I retire, <laughs> and you know what? Not only that, I am gonna move to the Golan Heights, really, <laughs> which is literally like a highly militarized, like annexed portion of Syria that the Israel has been occupying for like since the eighties, I think. And he's like, yeah, I am gonna move there. That's what I want to do. Which. Well. If that doesn't tell you how much uh, the fucking Jew, the Orthodox Jews in New York uh, vote, then, uh, you know, let that be a lesson to you. Very funny, though. Such a weird guy. Also, when during the election where they were like, do you actually even live in New York? And he was like, oh, yeah, totally. And he brought them to like what was purportedly his house. And it was like mattress on the floor, like duplex in bedsty That was like clearly his his son's house. And he was like, yeah, this is where I live. And then they looked in the fridge, and it was, like, full of meat and eggs. Despite him being a vegan. Uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, i just keep that there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, he's a yeah, like total crank. But- There's
0: some story of, like, that he... I forget what he was. Uh, he was, like, saying that he was, like, going blind or some shit. And that, like, his doctor was like, you're going to have to sur- have surgery or something. And then he, like, went really down the rabbit hole of, like, not just the vegan, but, like, kind of, like, the... Um, they were like adjacent to the hardy krishnas like the people who are like super into like oh. the no oils and stuff like the like the really um
1: like like a jainist or something
0: kind of it was it's like the spiritual type of sh- shit around like um like the toxins and foods he's like really bought into that stuff and um w- i I'd, I'd listened to an interview where he yeah. went hard on all that um uh, which
1: how can you be mayor of new york if you won't eat and a dollar slice or a bit ba- a dollar slice on uh it's true. on Avenue A or a bacon egg and cheese yeah what do or you or chopped cheese basically all of the New York institutions culinary institutions are off limits to you
0: nonetheless we, you can only eat at the many popping vegan restaurants that serve you I know dude we've truly eight dollar fake eggs we've passed through <laughs> the veil where we, we finally have.
1: A sweet green a sweet green mayor um, <laughs> it's
0: true and he's a black dude that is like from is he from what part of new york is he from
1: i think he grew up in brooklyn it's and he was so a f- cop in brooklyn for a long time in like the 90s doing like you know, such a weird combination of things it's right? very strange i mean uh, clearly a lot of wires have been crossed but um why are we talking about yeah yes yeah, sorry folks. no i mean he's a
0: fascinating figure um made more fascinating by the fact that he is also a fucking crypto king or wants to oh, be oh he's a crypto right. guy yeah of <laughs> course
1: i mean right right if you listen if you remember uh and if you've been listening faithfully we we talked about another crypto mayor <laughs> this is honestly a phenomenon that is worthy of tracking where it's just like mayors get into power in big american cities and like figure like so what can i actually even do right. And it seems like one of the things that just make one of the few things that makes it on the short list is uh cri- crypto, <laughs> and <then> they're like <laughs> with no, the let's question do, mark with the question mark
0: these old dudes in their fifties doing crypto, yeah. Well, we talked to I think at this point is maybe even the last episode the mayor of Miami Francis Suarez yes um, who is also he's a also a bit of a crypto um,
1: Chad. I mean I will say Suarez and Eric Adams are both like older guys who are, like, pretty buff and and handsome and are, like, just embracing the crypto swag.
0: Yeah, I Um, mean, Suarez famously has been, like, he's not just crypto, but he's been, like, super into, like, all the tech companies coming and stuff to uh, invest in Miami. And then I think this was several, like, a month ago, Eric Adams, after it all being official, like, uh, responded to a tweet um to suarez saying that like he was going to take his he was like i'll raise you you know all of the like crypto you know business interest stuff he's like i'll actually take my first three paychecks in bitcoin um which like if your listeners are like can a mayor do that the answer is no no they cannot legally you cannot just like take another form of currency as your payment, yeah, or um, be paid in like a speculative asset. Right, <laughs> you can't like. Well, I, think, I forget which article I was reading, but they basically brought that up because they did pass that law, um, really early on in the country's history, because people were trying to like get paid in like oil and shit, or like paid in like other resources, mm. and they're like, no, <laughs> kind, yeah. you have to be paid specifically in like a U.S. tender, like in a dollar. Um, bullshit, man. Bullshit but uh but yeah so he was he was that and then like someone, you know reporters were asking about that and um he had to kind of come clean and be like no actually like I'll get paid my normal salary but then I'm going to convert it into bitcoin um like okay whatever but then he's like been riding the train even more because he's been saying that like New York needs to be a leader in um bitcoin education um he didn't elaborate what that means or like <laughs> a, when you would do that but he's like yeah like we want new york to be like the big innovation hub for cryptocurrency a big innovation hub for bitcoin um and like also like be teaching it to like our fucking middle schoolers and shit yeah, um I mean, instead of like civics or like you know make it where you don't have to have metal detectors and classes and shit we teach them fucking
1: crypto Basically, <laughs> it's like we're gonna teach them how we're gonna teach our kids We need to redirect energy and focus into what really matters, which is teaching your kids how to do scratch offs (laughs) uh, and, you know, play the Powerball. I mean, it's fucking it is depressing because it's just like it just shows how like the horizon of possibility has so dramatically closed on like what you can do as like a political as an executive a political figure an elected official and an executive capacity in this country. Cause it's just like, you know, you, there's, there's really nothing you can do except uh, say like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to get into this exciting parallel currency that is essentially for all intents and purposes, like a speculative asset. Like I'm pretty sure last week, the price of cryptocurrency went from like 62,000 to 48,000 per coin overnight which is like not something a currency will normally do, which is like lose 30% of its value overnight. Um, Which is all to say that this is just like a place for like people with more money and companies and individuals and just trying to make money off their money. And there's very, there's fewer and fewer sure ways to do that. And now you have Bitcoin as a means of doing that. But I don't see, I, I, I've yet, I don't, See how anyone, I've yet to have anyone explain to me like how it actually creates anything for anyone in terms of like adding to the economy, in terms of like, you know, you know, I guess you would ta- attract some tech jobs, like some, some, some lily white, you know, just like pale. Well,
0: I think like this is like, we're we'll get into it later in the episode. Some of them
1: are Indian, a lot of tech people are.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, with the whole web three shit, which we'll talk about later and all this stuff. Like, I think the thing that's like not being said here, there is like something, something there that like, you know, the next generation, like there's just gonna be more and more like tech intertwined jobs, right. More remote jobs, all this type of shit. Like this shit is moving quickly. And so like, if that's what he means and that's what these other mayors mean of like trying to like get ahead of it type of stuff and like, make sure we're like ready to set people up for success. I get that, but it's like just like Bitcoin and like waving your hands and being like, it's, it's a bit of a, it, it's it's like very buzzy at the time, right? And and if anything, it's more of like him just like, you know, having a pissing contest with these other mayors, more than it is like actionable results. Well, type shit, you know? to me, it
1: seems just like it's like the very debased process that was ongoing. I mean, I don't know if we talked about this before, but you know how Amazon was look going to build their amazon headquarters too in new york in long island city in queens and it got shut down i mean that was one of aoc's like first big little splashes um which was torpedoing that on the basis that it was going to basically you know hyper like be like a hyper accelerant of gentrification and bring in a bunch of white collar jobs essentially for but not really benefit the city, especially in light of all these major tax breaks and incentives that were going to be part of the plan. Um, So to me, I feel like Bitcoin is a like code. It's like you know how, like in the in like the '80s or whatever, if you you would go to a gay bar and you'd like wear like a blue, you'd have like a blue bandana in your. Back I don't. Pocket. I don't know, know Jonah. I wasn't.
0: I wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, was in those rooms.
1: Right. I forgot that you play character on the show. Sorry, I didn't mean to out you. But you know, it's like, oh, I wear black, I wear a blue bandana in my back pocket if I'm like a if I'm a piss pig or like you know I wear like a, a red a bandana pig? if I'm like a top. Or if I'm Jenna, you like, gotta
0: you gotta share this information with the people you guys don't
1: know about this listen, <laughs> no one
0: knows what piss pigs are no one knows what shit donkeys i d- absolutely what, like, what? <laughs> disagree well i don't know what a shit donkey
1: is but listen there's a lot of uh
0: i think we the, have older people listen to this well, show they will know what i'm talking about because
1: listen the the gay community has been very inventive and they also have a knack for uh you know organization and delineating uh sexual proclivities in a way that's very useful because Mm -hmm. well i'll actually say this because it's like sometimes if you like in the straight community you you hook you meet someone they're really nice you're feeling the vibe and you're like let's go let's go let's go to bed like let's go home and then you have no idea what they're into like they may be into uh furries or or clown shit or you or want to hit you with a with a piece of uh with a piece of like agricultural equipment, but you have no way of knowing that because you don't know because you were just talking about Marvel movies the whole time. But the gay community pragmatically was like, you know, oh, I'm like a I'm like a flip flip bratty otter pay pig, and everyone, that means that what? means something to someone else. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, cool, like nice to meet you, but I'm not really into that. Or, but anyway,
0: yeah, I don't like otters. It's
1: definitely a thing. Well, you know how the thing like. Uh, Listeners, I'm touching my left ear right now because I have a little... My left ear is pierced. And I'm sure you remember, it's like, oh, if you pierce your left ear, that means you're gay. Right. If you pierce your right ear or whatever, it's an an extension of that. Because basically when when homosexuality... I I always thought that was like
0: people... When people made fun of people, it was like that. Well, no, I think it
1: stems from a real thing because it's like when homosexuality was like stigmatized and criminalized, there were like a lot of like sort of surreptitious ways for, for, for gay people to identify one another in a, in a, in a hostile environment. So you would have, a, there was a lot of coded symbols. And one of them was like totally at gay bars, you'd like, you'd wear a certain color bandana uh, in your back pocket to indicate like what you were into and like what you were looking for. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a uh, thruple. I'm looking for such
0: a dude way of doing things like, of like, let like, yeah. not like, Get to know. Let's like. Let's not like. You know. Do the foreplay. Well, let's just like. I have a. I have a tag that tells you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. Yeah, I have a name tag on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wearing a sandwich. For- no, 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 no offense to anyone, but it's no. Just it's, I mean, that's what the beauty
1: of. I think the, the gay community too is. It's like. It's very practical. <laughs> like I said, I don't know why. Why did I bring this up? Um. um what were we even talking about?
0: Eric Adams wearing in otter bananas. Um. No.
1: We uh oh right okay so i feel like crypto saying crypto (laughs) crypto crypto like being the new crypto mayor is the equivalent of wearing like a bandana in a cruiser bar in the 80s and just so saying that like signaling without explicitly saying to all these tech firms that like yeah i'm gonna give you fat tax breaks and we're gonna have like a, a loose regulatory environment and business friendly uh you know uh vibe here so you can come in and build your gigantic um you know headquarters here and import a bunch of or or, you know hire a bunch of people and create a bunch of tech jobs and you know let the actual sort of underclass just like wither you know as has been the case in san francisco and palo alto and all these places where this has been happening for some time
0: for sure yeah well yeah I, i agree there's definitely a lot of that signaling i think what's interesting and then we can maybe move on. Yeah. But, like, the what's interesting, someone pointed this out, that, that, like, the crypto exchanges and some of the crypto companies, but also, like, just financial services, like, fintech stuff in general, like, have been raising a fucking lot of money in the last couple, like, so much money in the last couple of years, but they don't really spend it on a whole lot of stuff, yeah. like, which is why you saw, like, um, the Miami... Um, dolphins or something like the stadium just got named by that like crypto company, oh, the one that no. beat out Bang Bros. Um, wait. Oh, we, wait. Were t- we were talking about that, which that there is was the Bang like Bang Bros Stadium. It's one of the Miami ones, the Staples Center. Staples Center, crypto dot com. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which is in which was LA. it was like many hundred million dollar thing. Yeah. Um and like but and that's, that's like, like
1: an iconic stadium too. I feel like the yeah. staple Center is like
0: now it's just crypto. Yeah, crypto dot com stadium. See, you should. It, it was was it Bang Bus or Bang Bros that was the one that we, that was yeah, like I think potentially it was Bang Bros
1: because I think ba- Bang Bus is owned by uh, Bro- you know,
0: uh, the other. Okay, Naughty yeah. Dog Studios. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh well Nidoc. I'll have to check my the- flowchart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have it, people. But uh, yeah, it's off on the wall actually. Uh but no, but like there's there is like basically they're spending money on a bunch of like physical things now. Like they're they're buying like teams or buying like fucking yeah, assets, like, yeah. Shit, assets, yeah. Um which Although I feel like um, buying naming
1: rights is really advertising more than anything, right? Yeah,
0: I mean that's true. That in that case it is. But they are like buying other firms and like there's a lot yeah, of yeah, purchasing yeah. going on. Um so, you know, crypto right now is this like very intangible thing in a lot of ways, but like some of these financial services companies that are in the general like crypto thing, I feel like are bulking up and like kind of sooner rather than later, like we're gonna kinda open our eyes and realize, oh, they like own all these real things you know what i mean like um and essentially they're just like big tech companies like big crypto companies that like are super powerful you know what i mean yeah i mean it's um, interesting
1: it's like a financialization of what was heretofore sort of a tech thing it's like hardware or social right. media um in which is or effect which is effectively software i yeah. guess but now it's sort of like becoming you know it's like a it's financialized it's yeah. like it's way more wall street than silicon valley at, at a certain level yeah for sure it's just trading on and like when like you know some market news will cause the price to just like collapse or skyrocket yeah um and it and it's totally reminiscent of all of this like highly speculative options and bond and and stock trading and all the rest that uh you know I, I feel like people don't people don't associate with silicon valley where where they think of like uh, oculus rift headsets and shit but really it's i think it's it has always been somewhat substantially intertwined i mean all of these big companies so always usually had seeds funding and stuff um but now it's becoming more and more explicitly the case you yeah. know what i mean
0: i think it's yeah I think more explicitly the case and there's like a bit of a shift i mean like i think it was yeah two days ago yesterday there was um this big like it was like the first big congressional hearing about crypto. And they had like, you know, a bunch of the big names there who are like in charge of like some of the exchanges and other places. Um, and they were talking, um, to one of the commerce committees, like people. And it struck me that like, I was listening to it just to see if I was going to cover it. And like, I felt very out of place because I've listened to a bunch of the hearings for years with like the tech companies, but like the way they talked about shit and stuff, um was completely different like you were saying it's what's more f- like wall street type of talk um and like way more um it, it, it didn't have the same pace or like the vibe or the thing that like the tech com- like the, the tech companies we talked yeah, about using talk about. all this like sort of like um,
1: quarter zip jargon
0: yeah i just i didn't really understand it to be honest which made me realize um I need you read up on my crypto shit honestly but uh um, i
1: mean there's only so much to be read up upon i mean i don't know i i am deeply skeptical of it as a thing i mean there is so much to know and to know about like yeah. in the granular sense but i feel like at the base level it's just like it, it's pretty clear that it's just it's just like a new it's like a, it's spe- it's a speculative asset
0: I guess. yeah i mean i think I mean, it, it is is a speculative asset but i think there's like I mean, I noticed this, like, on the journalism side of things. Like, there's... I feel like there's a lot of the criticism... Like, I get more criticism writing about, like, NFTs and shit like that than anything else. Because well, all the, the crypto bro people, folly. like, have something to say. And a lot of them are, like, the worst. But yeah. they have, like, a bit of a point. Because I think that, like, rightfully so, a lot of people in the press and, like, other places are skeptical of crypto as i am but they don't know as much about how to critique it as they do like social media or like other shit you know what i mean which is like i think um, yeah, there's something to be criticism. said for that
1: i mean it's sort of like it reminds me of like people who want to constantly like when i try to argue with people about like israel uh and who want to bog down bog me down and like because there are some like i feel like there are a like, clear moral sort of principles and, and and examples but like people who know so much can like or just want to bog you down in like granular details and to sort of you know prefer forest for trees for forest you know what i mean yeah um and there's something to be said for that i mean something you've had for expertise and mastery for sure of a given concept but it's just like i i don't think you know, don't 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 like disbelieve what your eyes are telling you. Yeah. Um just because people want you to see it a different way. That's um fair. granted, there's always a lot more to know. Yeah. Um
0: I think having like I I think like being curious enough to like we should be conversing to and, like and learn some things. Um but yeah, no, I mean we'll put a pin in that cuz we're going to talk a bit more about good old crypto in a second, but um that's the lay of that land. Um, what else is on the top of the news? Yeah, you know? what should,
1: what should we talk about next? Well, okay, so we're a little late in this game, but uh this being a um partially Texan podcast. Partially um, you know you know, despite my best efforts. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually really like Texas. Anyway, um you know, this is several weeks after the fact but it is kind of right up our alley in the worst way uh so there was that whole fiasco at astro world where it's like in which like 10 people died because of like a what seemed to be like a really brutally mismanaged um festival this is Travis Scott Travis rapper's, Scott
0: um festival Precisely. who is from Houston which is why He's it's called Astro world it's like his I'm, yeah, I'm from Houston. Mac is from Um, Houston.
1: And like, he was kind of like. So, Mac, will you take, are you, will you take responsibility
0: for? Yeah, I mean, it's all, uh, you know, we, it's all on us. No, I mean, Uh, the thing is, it is, it is, I mean, it's kind of shitty because like, I, um, I fucking couldn't give a shit about his music, to be honest. I, I barely know it. But, um, but he was kind of like this figure that, um, I don't know. Like Houston, like, really values when like people make it in like the big time type of shit, and he's like, you know, number one artist and stuff. Um, and so he kind of like a lot of people have a lot of pride about that, and the fact that like he created this like f- big festival, like, which is a thing and brings huge acts and shit, like, in Houston, it was and always kind like, a Tame big. And thing. Paula was
1: playing played at the festival as well. He, yeah. yeah, it's a huge kind of um, genre.
0: Yeah. Um. So he's it's a big thing, but. You know, I mean, I don't know how much we go into details, but basically, like from what I understand, there's videos of it you can see online if you so wish to. But um, there was a, way too many people packed in um, in this outdoor event than there needed to be, and I think that like there was someone that started charging, um, and it basically was a huge mass, um, like trampling event that kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, right, right. Like, crush, which is right. actually
1: like a unique distinct phenomenon that happens like with when there's in i mean there's like there is actually a horrible example of this in germany at this like Lo- it's called like the love festival or something um in the early 2000s i know but where like 20 some people died and it was just like cuz they got like a bunch of people got like st- sort of crowd trapped in like a relatively narrow causeway mm-hmm. and people just like, you know, you can see like, you know, you start, it's like physics take over and every individual is sort of, um, incapable of affecting it. But right. People are pushing and so forth and people get like literally crushed to death. So that's what happened. Um, also, you know, drugs at play, people go to this, yeah. go to a concert like this. They want to have a good time. They're getting fucked up. And they're not expecting to have to, like, fight for their lives to, like... Yeah. It's really horrible. I mean, it's terrible shit. Yeah, um, I mean, I...
0: Young people, too, right? Like, I... Yeah, yeah um, very, yeah. Like, someone... Mostly, like, teens. Someone I know, um like, is a teen. um And he... his One of his friends is one of the kids that died. That's... Yeah, and it's, like... Horrible, man. Fucked, man. Because, um, you know, you're just, like... I mean, this was a thing, too, that, like... We'll, we'll, we'll relate to why we're talking about the futures now in a second, but, um, you know, like it's, you, you, when you're going to like, uh, I went to concerts and shit when I was very young and like, they were pretty rowdy, but it's like, I don't know. The, a lot of these kids were clearly not expecting that type of shit to happen. You know, like they were, it wasn't that type of vibe. Um, so, yeah.
1: I mean, and it's not like a, I mean, so basically, I don't know, not to, like, dive into, like, a forensic fucking dissection of this affair, which happened some time ago and a lot of people have written about, but basically, like, their response, which was, well, effectively, this crowd crush happened, Travis Scott continued to perform throughout it while people were being, like, carted off, and, like, clearly there was a lot of distress happening. He claimed not to know what was happening. Well,
0: people came up, like, to him on stage, like, his people at the venue and were telling him to stop, and he... I think his exact words were fuck that we're going.
1: Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I haven't heard that but I I that's really tracks with everything I've heard about him and like past shit. I mean, he seems like a real piece of shit, frankly, Travis Scott. He's um, been
0: convicted or at least like prosecuted in the past for like I don't know what the actual term is, but it was for like inciting like, you know, violence at a fucking festival before. Yeah. So it's well, track record. The one but... thing
1: that we do know is that after all this happened, he and his homies, like his his entourage, went to Dave and Buster's to play like big buck hunter or whatever. Um, after like ten people just died at their concert. Um, and anyway, what's future is out about this is that like in, in, in by means of uh you know restitution to the victims, he partnered with parasitic online therapy service BetterHelp. And was like, hey, y'all, like, if you watched your friend, uh, you know, be crushed to death in my concert, you can get a month of free online 30-minute therapy. Um, And BetterHelp promoted it as, like, you know, it seemed like a very... So, basically, you know, okay, so, so what's the deal with this? Like i guess better
0: explain what better help is right. too for like people who don't know it's basically
1: right? just like you know it's like an online sort of quick like you know it's like if you've had like seen like hymns or like roman or like these sort of or like a uh, capsule or like uh oscar all these like quick new health healthcare startups that like promise to connect you to the healthcare that you need in like a quick no frills way it's basically that where you get linked up with like a therapist who, um, you know, online, you do it all through video and then like, you know, they can presumably become your therapist, but it's very scant. I mean, I don't know. In my experience, like in the experience of people I know who've used it, it's just like,
0: you use it for a little bit, right? Yeah. I've used it
1: myself. Like I, I went to try to find a therapist on there. It's just like, talk to some people. Um, and it was very much like, you know, oh, that's cool, wow, crazy, um, okay, our time is up. You have literally like because oh, um, bear in mind, like paying for what you pay for, you get like uh one at least in my experience, you get like one session every two weeks, it's like thirty forty five minutes max um with with some therapist who's like what over it was like a couple hundred bucks a month, like two hundred bucks a month, I mean, it's way 200 cheap. Bucks a month maybe uh i think it was maybe less maybe it's every week maybe it was like 30 minutes a week um i mean I, yeah it's uh, the my the my main takeaway though i mean anecdotally it was that like it seemed very like i was like taking up someone's time who was just like this was like literally this is actually literally true she's just like eating her lunch um on our video call because she's like oh i hope you don't mind that i'm eating like this is the only time i get and i'm like no you're fine but she's just like literally eating like tuna salad and shit so it's just like okay and like fine no shade whatever it's all good but it's just like very indicative of like the, the the moment you know where it's just like the best you can do is just like some wedged in teletherapy on some therapist's lunch break um and then not not to mention the fact that better help has this group has they've they you know they struck a deal with ariana grande um yeah. after she was i mean this was genuinely a horrible incident a couple years ago there was that horrific suicide bombing in manchester at an ariana grande concert this was in like 2017 i think but it killed a like <sighs> several like almost like a dozen people and it was like a bunch of little girls went to go see ariana grande and it was like a, yeah it was genuinely nightmarish um but like ariana you know better was like swooped in and like did a partnership with them um and so people well, they also
0: yeah they're also like famously if you listen to any podcast they're like they've like them and casper have like just Dom they're like one of those companies that's dominated the like podcast. Yeah, they're like we know if thing. you're listening to podcasts you're you, depressed. yeah <laughs> Um Jenna, maybe that's a good time to take a break and uh, uh have a word from our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh
1: who is our sponsor? Oh right. Um help <laughs>
0: Um Yeah, I mean they, they really have kind of um you know, I wasn't I didn't think about it too much until recently when we were prepping for this podcast, but I had um I knew that like there was a bunch of, because I'm a sicko, um, and I listen to a bunch of podcasts all the time, um, and I always knew there was like advertisements for mental health shit. But I, for whatever reason, in my head, I thought there was like a bunch of them. But then I, I started paying more attention. They were all Better Help, at least from um, the stuff I've seen. Um, and yeah, they've like very much we've talked about it before. But like I, the way I look at it, it's just like it's like the gig work version. Of gig economy version of, um, you know, therapy, mental health stuff, and they've like really, like, kind of uh, become the big player or like the one that's like at the top. Um, Very
1: much so, and people were like, criticizing them for like, okay, within two days of this like sort of mass casualty event, they've like partnered with Travis Scott, who, let it be said also partnered famously with, like, McDonald's to make the Travis Scott meal, which is just, like, a a fucking burger and fries. Like, what the fuck? So he's just, like, clearly someone who's just, like, willing to, like, kind of pimp his name out for, like, these corporate sponsorships. He's a little
0: shit. Um, It's... uh, What was I going to say? Well, yeah, but that's a, a part of it you were mentioning before, too, is that, like, the... What's on sale, I guess, is, like, it's a month of free trial, but that's kind of, like, essentially the same promotion you would get like with a code for a podcast or something you know what i mean like there's nothing it's like it's essentially him just being like okay a bunch of people are traumatized from my yeah. event but Enter, like here's uh, a code like astro inter, world
1: <laughs> astro world death event <laughs> in 2021 yeah. to get a month of free better hope yeah it's just pretty gross like i mean like i don't know how much it was to say other than just like it just is it's like this natural pairing of these it's like I don't know, like a, a a figure in Travis Scott who is just like clearly someone who's just like extracting the most from fame without giving with while giving the least back of like you know, that you could conceive of. Um, just like such an artificial figure it seems like. Yeah. Um and then pairing up with this just like gross so like tech company that's profiteering off people's this like genuine agony and 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 uh confusion and like this you know in their lives to yeah like connect them to under underserved like or rather overworked therapists and then take a percentage and then sell their data, which they do do
0: yeah that's the that's i mean that's what I was gonna say is like it's I'm the first person to be like there should be a better option for fucking. <laughs> Better health option yeah. for for fucking therapy. Like it's that. Like let's not let it be like dismiss how legit therapy is a fucking huge racket as it is. Right. But. This is not like necessarily the the right way to do it. Like there's a bunch of other ways to to make uh, therapy more accessible. Yeah, and cheaper, by, or
1: or, or just abolishing it entirely, and making therapy illegal. Yeah, that
0: um, I you know that's thinking. Uh, that's some innovative thinking. I think <laughs> therapy should be
1: yeah going in the skipping skipping <laughs> stones on the, on the local pond or what what have you no i maybe mean maybe we should
0: uh, yeah rethink the whole um, stuff it down technique which is um, famously if your if your emotions are a garbage can and it's overflowing you need to take that foot and just yeah just stand psh- on it a little bit
1: no listen i'm not in favor of stuff it down but it is true that like all the people i know who do have expensive therapists not all of them but a lot of them uh seem to just like go and spend tell them spend them spend a lot of money to have the therapist tell them that they're like, you're not a bad person. It's not your fault. And then they just keep doing whatever the fuck they're doing uh, yeah. with very little, uh, you know, change in, in the outcome. Yeah. Um, which makes me think it's a bit of a grift. Uh, it's a bit of a sort of very neoliberal thing in the first place. Just Paying someone to just sort of like sympathize with you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, presumably, I don't know how it works. I mean, I haven't done therapy. I know a lot of people that have. My cynical take, I mean, I'm a cynical person. That's my whole thing, right? Is that I think it's a huge grift because, like, it's so. It, you can't, like, you can't argue that it isn't inaccessible. Like, a lot of people who, like, quote, need therapy don't have it. And, like, people who practice therapy, not all of them, but a lot of them are incredibly wealthy. So there's, right. there's it's something, a rich there's a, a problem. No, it's a, 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 it's a luxury. There. It's a fucking um, luxury. Which is not to say, though, because I can hear people being like, "What? what are you saying? like oh, the- con- the concept luxury. itself is not bad, right like having if everyone had a personal therapist that was like um not didn't cost money and was like given as a right and like sort of like encouraging people to do the right things like that's not the the concept isn't bad it's the structure structural way with which we we um dish it out, which seems like the problem to me. I don't yeah, know. I'm not a fucking expert, but no, like, no, no,
1: no. But it's something that's like only attainable for the very wealthy, right? To basically just basically tell them that like all, any guilt or misgivings you feel about your position in the world, like it, it doesn't. You don't actually have to change or do anything. It's just like here are ways to think about it to make you feel less guilty. In which, in that way, it's essentially a lubricant for like the ruling class to just continue dominating people yeah. and doing blatantly immoral shit and then going to their therapist and then they like launder their fucking rightfully had shitty feelings. I, I mean, yeah, this that's is, a,
0: that's a fair take. This I, is a very critical take. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's not obviously all that. I, I, I mean, that's well, I, with a broad brush, but right. The thing I is, think,
0: is like, not only plenty of people who are like, not mean people do therapy too. Right. But, no, but, but like, but even the people who like, maybe are like, trying to put together the cash to make it work for therapy who are like, I know this is this is good for me. I need to do it, blah, blah. I think it attached to that take, you just put, I think there's a concern that like I share, which is that like those, especially for the people who are like, you know, it's a sacrifice to have therapy that like, there's no end sight, and that they have to keep, you know, there's always more to be done. And there's always like, I feel like I, I know people personally who feel like really guilty for quitting therapy because they think they're done. And like, it's, I don't know. Like I'm sure people. If you, if you guys, if you, I, I, uh, I realize this is a very fraught thing. So if you have just any email concerns, the show, email yeah. the future is out at gmail dot com. Um, seriously. Um, hey, I, I this is a mail back. This is a blind spot that I have, but that's just my opinion. Well, about I, the show.
1: I, well, okay. So uh, th- I think this was very, very well. Uh, I think one of the best critiques of therapy, um, in recent time in memory is the show The Sopranos where basically therapist and patient in Dr. Malfi and Tony Soprano are both fucking narcissists right. who like sort of I mean and I'm not saying like all therapists are narcissists or anyone who goes to therapy is a narcissist I mean I think we live in a very narcissistic culture and I think one of the things that therapy does in writ large is people who have a conscience or have like a well-developed sense of empathy will naturally feel bad living in this world where you have to like step over dying people on the street to go to your fucking job and shit like that. It makes you feel bad. Like there's no way it doesn't like, and if you are, and I think that actually means that you have a, a developed sense of humanity and you are a good person. But what therapy seeks to do is to essentially say, no, it's fine. Nothing should change. You don't really need to do anything different, but like here are better ways of thinking about this so you don't feel bad.
0: I think yeah, I mean I think some I mean, some is, I think others Yeah, I think I think that's the case for some, but some are also like trying to be more um, dig deeper into like all the roots and that type of stuff. I don't know. I, I I'm speaking a bit out of a yeah. turn. We're out over but, our
1: skis here. Um, at the future Zal. but um, I mean, I I still I still broadly think that therapy is a I, bit I of think, a grift, I think, and I think this is a, your, the to, hyper okay. grift.
0: To your point, though, because I think there is a there is a good point there, which is that like, um, therapy is like, especially people needing therapy on a mass scale, is like a pretty it's a modern man phenomena, right? It's a modernized thing. And, um, it's presumably in the future that we're getting. That's like, you know, Silicon and shiny, but kind of like cyberpunk at the same time. Like, it's only going to be more the case that like people, um, you know, feel fucked up. Like, it's like, right. There's a bunch of research that shows that like, you know, even just with like social media stuff, like people who are, like the Gen Zers are like way more fucking depressed now than we were, and we were way more depressed than the other one. Like it's getting worse, and so um, it's worth talking about because, like, one way or another, there's either going to be a bunch of I'm sorry, this is going to be blunt, but a lot of like 30 year olds killing themselves in 10 years, or there's going to be a lot of people doing Better Help or other therapy. So we kind of got to pick what I don't uh, know. how we're gonna I, how we're gonna do this shit, right? Because <laughs> we think got a lot of depressed choice. people no. that we're dealing with. Is like what what's what are we gonna do with all these? I don't think the people. choice is that
1: clear cut because a. I don't think doing help having having done it myself or doing like a
0: therapy. I just mean like
1: I know. Well, when I did BetterHelp, I was like, well, uh, uh, I want to kill myself more because I just spent three hundred dollars <laughs> on some bullshit of, of, of some lady in New Jersey telling me to make a list of my feelings. I'm like, bitch, I, I've done done I've done did that. That's why I. That's why I. I what's what I brought to you. Um. Which is to say that I think like shitty therapy and mental health services doesn't go doesn't do much in in really helping people, especially when it's deeply deeply like commodified and like a a private startup that's just trying to like get more and more people in under their auspices um, rather than like help people in any specific way. But fair enough. I mean, I also think there's something to be said for the fact that people have always felt sort of bad and rough and the world is pretty bad right now and seems to be getting worse in a lot of ways but we're also being taught to come to like um, pathologize everything that happens to us and every time you feel sad that means it's just like a mental you have mental illness and it's just like a big big you know deal and something that you can't really be squashed and it's just like I think that accounts in some part for why Gen Z is so sad is because they're told that like every time you feel sad, you, you, you are now mentally ill and permanently so or whatever. Um, I think there's something to that. I mean, I've, I feel like in the Gen Z people I know, they're way more ready to like self diagnose. Yeah. Um, well there's
0: this like, there's this like concept re-emerging concept of like inherent trauma of like, this is not, this is, this is a legit thing I've heard said, yeah. Non-ironically, is that like you know people have trauma from being born, and like you kind of always well, dealing that's with that, very Freudian, and, and, and like, I think <laughs> I think I, but it's coming back. In, that. Yeah, I, but that's I, different. I think that's sort of it's coming back concern. in vogue.
1: Um But that's that doesn't really help anything because that's
0: just literally every single human being, so right? It's, but it's the sense that like that—that's the ultimate trauma. You could just like, you know, I don't know. There was a there was a good piece in Harper's recently that was poking ill at all the increased like looseness with the word trauma that is like mm-hmm. used recently yeah, that that's fair. um and that was part of it um but yeah i mean i guess um we just have to like sort of regardless of whether or not it's like what we would call like i don't know leg- le- legitimate's a really fraught word but whether you call it something that's like what you necessarily empathize with being like mental health. Like there's a lot of people who are increasingly struggling in the real world one way or the other more than they were in the past and probably will be as like, we get like more fucking techno infused and shit. Um Maybe. So um, I think
1: a lot of shit is just like the t- life being hard and life being unfair, which is being pathologized in a way that's really not, It's just how it is man and there's a lot of shit that is like you should seek help and you should um you can you know uh be have have stuff ameliorated for you in a sort of medical psychotherapeutic context but there's also just like sometimes someone's mean to you and it doesn't mean you were being abused or sometimes like you know shit sucks and you feel like shit and it doesn't mean that you have like some condition that is intractable we're also like
0: Not to be like so reductive, but we've kind of really given up or not given up, but have like, there's a reason why like for many, many years, like the tried and true things of like get enough sleep and like go for runs and shit like that, like work is because they are, they are important. Like they're, but like we've, those require like personal accountability and like to like, that's like harder than like telling someone they have like a problem or like they need like a pill or some shit. Um, and like, I know, I know (laughs) people don't like to hear that shit, but like, it is like a lot of the shit of like making a list of like your, how you feel or like getting sleep and all these are things that you can do yourself to some degree, but, um, this is 100% true. Um, but that's just my opinion on it. You know, I think, um, I'm all about people doing therapy. Can I
1: propose an alternative? Sure. Um, thing you can do. When you're feeling bad, mm-hmm. and the world doesn't seem to make sense, uh, drunk driving. <laughs> Listen, folks. Sometimes <laughs> we heard it here. When you're <laughs> feeling low, when you're feeling low, and there's just nothing around the nothing in the world can console you. How about it? Just tying one on and getting behind just the wheel.
0: Grab one for the road. One for the
1: road. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, funny. as I, I I um
0: I won't say who, but not apparently not too long ago before we were born but it was still like a common thing at like house parties and stuff to be like do you want one for the road which i was like it's insane
1: yeah like
0: (laughs) like make you a little cocktail um yeah Um,
1: something something to keep you company i mean i actually remember reading something about there's a county in georgia mm -hmm. where it's not illegal to have an open container in your car whereas like It's illegal to be over the legal limit for alcohol while driving, but you can still like have an open beer Um, because it's just so rural that people are driving a lot long distances and it's boring and you want to crush a few beers because you're just (laughs) driving for so much time. And then also, go figure. Like the rate of auto, like auto vehicular deaths, is like quadruple the national average. So (laughs) it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of those rules are like uh, we'll get to why we're talking about in a second. But like in uh, famously, uh, for all you, um, for all of you uh, people who can't afford a therapist and are considering drunk driving um, as a method for your mental, off some steam. Um, (laughs) Texas, as we mentioned before. they have really creative um, laws, um, and one of them applies to like the open container um, because this is a place really near my old house where you can get a 42-ounce um, 40, margarita, frozen margarita. Big styrofoam cup. Big styrofoam cup, um, but it has a piece of tape yeah, over there. Yeah, a little the, piece of masking tape little piece of the, head, yeah. <laughs> and that's... Uh, all good that's 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 ironclad baby yeah Yeah. well i always like the gas stations right this is what always got me any gas station you go to you drive through especially in texas because it's hot all the time Um, (laughs) and behind between the cash register where the cigarettes and stuff are and like the line of like junk food there's always like a big tub like a big tub of ice which is ice cold tall boys oh, in they them actually do like ice, to cold, tall ice boys. cold tall boys and they're like they like look a penn station in new york they like look they do so that. good they're like it's like it's like they look so good it's they're like when listening <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's <laughs> like when you get that like that last beer from the bottom of the ice yeah, core it, it's, it's that but it giant out. and like it's just there in, in in while cars are passing and i'm like okay yeah you're like what's the but you're uh, not supposed to drink in what's the premise here yeah i see that's funny
1: i didn't even know that y- y'all of course texas always brings it to the next level because like when i when i've been driving in like uh you know ohio and so forth like you stop at a gas station and there's like the cooler section of tall boys and it's just like what am i gonna do with a tall boy A single twenty-four ounce tall boy in like Steubenville, Ohio, on like an on a highway. Because it's not gonna be cold
0: when you get home, right? That doesn't make sense. If you're going
1: home, like you're not gonna get one beer. Like (laughs) the premise of the tall boy is like I'm drinking one beer now because I want (laughs) it. And yet I'm in the middle of a, high, I'm at a rest stop between a Sparrow's pizza and a Roy Rogers in a bathroom. And I'm about to buy a 24 ounce IPA. So that's always been, I've always like, yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's just like how much drinking, driving is just deeply it's interwoven. Yeah, it's like, but I love that Texas is literally, they're bringing fresh ice okay, out into great. the, into the equation. Just glistening. Just, glistening, yeah. just
0: yeah. Super good. We um, know. But uh, so I guess the the point we're getting at here, um, if you're sad, yeah, drink anyway, and drive. Moving um, on. <laughs> yeah, but um, but if you're sad, drink and drive. And also, we have like obviously, it's bad to drink and drive. It's the number one leading cause of death of, of um, auto accidents. But um, there has been sort of this like you know tongue in cheek play with like how we deal with it. I feel like you know there's we have like a lot of um sort of cultural still holdouts with drunk driving, but, but we yeah, that I might be changing, like, right?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. Well, we're going to get into the specific reason why we're talking about this, but, I mean, if I could, like, do sociologists sure. for a second, like, or whatever, like, I think the reason it's, like, it is funny in a way to talk about, it, and, like, apologies if, like, you know, I mean, I know people who've who've, who've gotten mangled in, in drunk driving incidents. I think everybody has because it's so widespread but I think the reason it's funny is because it, it it, drunk driving and it's being a crime and a dangerous thing. And rightfully, I mean, yeah, it is, is the reason it's so funny to joke about is because it's just like an absurdity of modern life where it's just like (laughs) wherever you live, most likely it's just like you have to drive to the, if you want to go to the bar, you drive there and there are, there's a parking lot or, you know, if you're going to a baseball game and it's just like, anything you do you drive to go there because there's no alternative yeah. like if i mean new york city or whatever you live in a big city there's a subway good for you the m- overwhelming majority of the country you drive anywhere you're fucking want to go and most I mean, of it in this country like we're big we fucking drink yeah. and it's just like a total weird polite fiction yeah. that like you're gonna not drive drunk because everybody does because you have to because it's roads there are roads that go everywhere and there's no other way to get anywhere yeah so it's like it's such a gross like macabre like inconsistency which is like i i
0: never really noticed it until Mm because we're both in new york and we we went to school here it's inside baseball but um like i've met people here several who like have never driven right because like it is like a thing and like New York is some of these big cities where you don't have to, and like I've had conversations where they're like, "Why would you ever drive drunk?" And you're like, "Why? You, you don't like, you do like it for, for the love of the game, like, goddamn <laughs> Like, I, I, for what's worth, I do, I go out of, my, I really don't drive no, drunk, obviously. but, um, but like you, I do drive after having a beer, like, often, Everybody like it's does. because it's yeah, like you, there's no choice you, but to if you're if you don't. Then you don't drink. Like, Whenever there's, there's, there's I go not, home to Pennsylvania,
1: it's like, a, it's like, I have to do that shit. Right. I mean, obviously never, like, if I'm actually drunk, you know, get a fucking Uber, which is, I mean, maybe one of the only good that things is truly, about Uber. That is
0: truly a great thing about that. Is that's like, like that the only whole, good thing about like, rideshare
1: yeah. stuff, honestly, yeah, is it makes it so much easier to just do that because I remember when I was in high school before Uber was a thing. I remember me and my buddies, like, getting, literally calling cab services to, like, go to someone else's house because we were fucking shit shit pants drunk and, like, couldn't drive. And, like, literally, like, looking up a TLC car in the Yellow Pages, which is hilarious. You'd think we grew up in the 90s. This was in, like, 2012. <laughs> yeah, it's nonetheless. Funny. Like, yeah, that is one of the good things. You can call an Uber. Good, man. But, I mean, we, we live in a car culture, so people are going to fucking drive drunk. Um, so, anyway... Why are we talking about this? Because the Biden infrastructure bill mm-hmm. the big I mean uh which I think passed in some capacity. It totally passed. The, the 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 cheaper one, the
0: infrastructure one passed. Mm-hmm. The the other build back better. Yeah.
1: Still build back better <laughs> is uh, a is been build back
0: better. Build back better is getting trimmed down. <laughs> yeah, we're going to build back uh build back trimmer. <laughs> build back uh, you know, the b- the b- you know
1: but by uh by and by
0: um but yeah i mean for uh, everyone probably knows but as a recap there was like the whole it's almost a year since they proposed the shit which is kind of funny but um when biden first came in he was like we're gonna spend all this like you know historic levels of money on infrastructure um and that evolved into like this two-part thing where there's like a around two billion dollar Bipartisan infrastructure bill Which was aimed at Which is what we're talking about It was aimed mostly at like You know Uncontroversial like roads Bridges um, Some renewable energy stuff Like EV charging stuff um, And like internet connection Like shit that like No one really Can talk shit about um, Because it's just basic common sense Um, And then So that passed um, And now The second addendum to that Which is like Very not bipartisan um is like a bigger spending that they're doing for like a lot more social services and like climate change stuff um but we're focusing on the first one because it was a big bill there's a lot of stuff right that's uh you know it's not incredible amounts of spending but it is a lot of spending for the u.s right it's like some of the most spending we've done since fdr or or since lbj i think um for infrastructure shit so there's a lot of specifics in it and um yeah, something that
1: is 17 billion and i believe this is all over the course of this is over 10 years so which which is an important context before you think that like we're splashing out a trillion dollars in in a single year and some some splurge but nonetheless it's it's whatever it's significant i suppose 17 billion in funding for road and safety programs and in that and now reading from a gizmodo article uh, in that is, quote, a mandate requiring car drivers to implement monitoring systems to identify and stop drunk drivers. Um, continuing on the mandate first noted by the AP could apply to new vehicles sold as early as 2026. Um, and basically what they are, uh, what 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 this uh, proviso is is. Um, is building on is like what, what is heretofore existed as like if you got a bunch of DUIs you would have to breathe into a breathalyzer to start your car. It's just like let's update that tech and basically make it mandatory for all cars where if you have if you if you've got you know the wild if you've got wild turkey on your breath, then your car won't
0: start. Yeah, I mean specifically uh what I was doing when I was working on this piece, um, the like specifics of it like Do you want to rap on it? Um, Yeah, um, a little bit. I I got it. Um, But like, um, a big part of it is that they don't know exactly what the specifics of the technology will entail. Like, it's still up and in the air because there's lots of different ways you could detect if someone was drunk. Right? Like, there's people investigating ways of like using cameras to detect like um, if your movements show with like AI show signs of you like being impaired there's like shit that could measure like the droplets in the air to see like if it has like concentrates of like blood alcohol um see if you're over the limit there's like also shit uh that they're working on that's like touch based. so it's like if you started your car like it would have like a reading of like your um underneath your skin to see like um whether or not you're impaired all to be said that like the idea more than like the breathalyzer which people have is that like it needs to be a passive system which means that like it happens without you um needing to be the one to do it right it's like the the idea is that like you can't start your car on the road without first passing whatever this thing is um and yeah it's it's an interesting thing that they put in there because it's something that like um you know like the the toy say there's this big Anti-drunk driving advocacy group called Mad. Mad. Yeah, Mad. Um, They've been really into this for years, but the tech wasn't really there. Mad is Mothers Against Drunk Driving. driving. Yeah.
1: Well, also this article in Gizmodo um, highlights and name checks what is, I guess, the sort of the counterpoint to Mads, which is Mad, which is Dad's
0: (laughs) Driver Alcohol (laughs)
1: Detection System for Safety. Just to read this this passage quickly, Um, the Department of Transportation is yet to put its foot down on the exact type of technology it will use for this program, as you were saying, Mac. Mm -hmm. Um, But the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and seventeen automakers have been working on something called Driver Alcohol Detection (laughs) System for Safety, DADS,
0: since (laughs) two thousand eight.
1: DADS is exploring both a breath and touch based system. To to, this is exactly what you were saying. Breath and touch base system to detect whether or not a driver has a BAC at or above 008 percent. Right. So we've got mad dad. dads. We've got mads mad dads, dude. Mad dads. Yeah. Um I remember my dad was mad when uh you know, I got behind the wheel of the MDX <laughs> after a few too many natty ices. Um
0: I mean, so what's the problem here, right? I mean, that sounds good, yeah, I guess, all good right? And well, it's, uh, all well and good. I don't know. I mean, I, this was when I was writing the story, this was like one of the things that was like kind of, um, not overlooked, but like it is something that, um, the typical like privacy people, um, like civil libertarians and shit, like are definitely worried about it because I think the thing is, um, so dad's what we were just talking about. Um, the people who are actually like in charge of doing that, there's like, um, a bunch of scientists and researchers that were working with it—they actually released their own letter um, in response. Um, you know, pr- this was prior to the infrastructure bill passing, basically giving their own apprehensions about um, actually implementing any of their technology because they were saying that it's still really early, and they were saying that like they admittedly said there hasn't really been enough like thought around like all the you know, like, where does that data go? Like, who gets to see it? Like, what, uh, how are you making sure that there's not, like, too many false negatives? Like, how are you ensuring that someone has, like, that you're thinking about, like, the person's personal interest, too, if this is, like, their personal vehicle? Um, And these were the research services that are working on the technology themselves. Um, And then, you know, there's other people as well who have brought up other concerns, too. Like, one of them is, um, like we said, there's many... Potential ways of detecting if you're drunk, and if you went the camera route, which is um, this isn't confirmed, but I've heard that like Tesla is thinking about doing something like this because they have cameras in their front mirror to detect. Yeah, now if a lot you're of cars do now. Yeah, they use it to detect like if you're to make sure people aren't cheating on the autopilot shit um, with their hands. But theoretically, you could use it to see if determine if someone was drunk. And, and this dude from. This dude, um, this researcher from uh this privacy group, he oh, was yeah, dude. he was saying that um, you know, like a lot of we have all these like biases in AI and like machine learning already that like maybe they would like potentially mis mistake a drunk person for like a disabled person or vice versa. Right? And like that hasn't been thought through because like, you know, you have like similar movements potentially. Or um, any number of things, right? Like you mentioned this earlier. That's like, um, you know, if your kid is having a heart attack and they need to go to like the hospital, but you're a little bit over the legal limit, can your car not start? Yeah, like, I mean, this is why. What gets should... to make the call? Like, we're getting into this. Like, really, we're just we're basically what we're
1: doing is like we're we're abdicating like human sort of judgment right. to these us like arbiters of 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 what can and can't be done and like in the case of drunk driving obviously a lot of human beings make the fucking wrong call and get behind the wheel w- w- sauced and kill themselves or others that's bad that's a problem but the notion that you know we could just like oh make it a question of like you you uh have some computer system detect the particulate in your breath and then it will decide whether or not to turn your car on or not is is so fraught on so many levels as you just said let's say i am kind of drunk let's say i had three beers at dinner and then i have to go to the fucking hospital for an emergency or any other number of like extenuating circumstances then what you know what if on the flip side, like what if a, a computer I am drunk and the and the thing fucks up and says I'm not drunk and then I get on the road and I kill someone and it's just like, well, the, my car told me I wasn't drunk. Right. You know, yeah, that's
0: a good point. Like how. Yeah, it's a good point.
1: How do you deal with all of these con- contingencies? And I think it's just like and what I think it comes down to is like a, a really deep desire to want to make these questions. Totally quantitative and like um, um technocratic or technological whereas like on to a large degree like it's not really something that's just like a jigsaw puzzle to solve but it's just like it's a question of priorities like i just think this is like in a large point in a large to a large degree the reason that the more people die on the road in the united states every year Than anywhere else in the world I mean I think there's like 30,000 auto deaths a year in this country Mm -hmm. is because we live in the car country like this is there's fucking highways everywhere it's we're the car country and And like and we're the drinking country and go figure those things are a bit of strange bedfellows so I think it's like we want to have both remain the same without changing anything and with these little little technological solutions But they're so fraught, man. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you really, like even just you know? If
0: you do, I mean, if you do, you can potentially. But it, nothing's free. Like, it comes at a cost, right? It's like if you right. that's, if I mean, you that's a good point. if you like, I think there is a way that like you could, um, it's like it's kind of similar to, like the facial recognition shit. It's like which is deeply you biased can you can like you can get the you know the false negatives or like the quote like accuracy thing down you probably can get it to like pretty low if you really want it to right but that isn't necessarily sufficient right because like you're you're totally avoiding the other issue of that of that like you're one you're taking the autonomy completely out of the person's hands like no one's making their decision anymore and um You know, no one, there's no rules about like how that information is being used or what's being done with it. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think it's a fraught thing. It's especially fraught when like, um, this is a mandate. Like it's, it is in there and it was like not really much talked about. And unless they put some change to it, there has to be some sort of solution by around 2026. But they're doing this when there's not any real, um, satisfying technological solution right now. Um, you know, famously, I read about this in the piece, like, fucking Volvo, I think it's Volvo or someone, they have, like, a, a concept car that, like, you can, um, on the fucking gear selector thing, the gear knob, um, you touch that and it'll, like, measure your... Your BAC. Your yeah. BAC. So there's, like, ways to do it, but, like, um, is it, it's just, like, it, it seems... But then what
1: do know. you do? It's just, like... Because it's just like in many places in this country, it's like it's not even legal to sleep in your car. Like it's literally illegal to sleep in your car. Like you can't sleep in your car in a Walmart parking lot. Like you can't sleep in your car. It's just like it just seems made to just criminalize people. Like it's not good to fucking drink and drive. But like we live in a society where that is just like basically required of you in certain situations. Um barring like and especially if you have limited resources like not everyone can call fucking uber like you know i was just in florida for family stuff guess taking an uber like you know 45 minutes cost me 150 dollars like that's just not viable um and basically i mean it's this very american which is to say like okay this thing that's was heretofore a function of american life but is sort of fraught is illegal and you figure the rest out yourself and fuck you You know what I mean? It's just like giving you no other options. It'd be one thing to be like, okay, now driving drunk is like explicitly impossible, but like here's, you know, I don't know, infrastructure investment or like buses and trains and shit, you know, but there's no effort towards that. It's just like figure the rest out yourself. Go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like we're the
1: country, we're the driving country, but like if you put those two together now, like good luck.
0: It would You're be, going to prison. <laughs> it would be nice if, like, one day the driverless car thing does work in a way that, like, you can just be fucking shit and be like, beep beep boop, put your address in there. But we're not there yet. Um, so, I don't know. I think this is a, this is a TBD. I, I um, would be very surprised if, like, there wasn't some sort of, like, you know, legal like filings about this in the near future, but I haven't seen anything yet. So, and like, it really wasn't, you know, it was kind of not well publicized in the first place. That it was a thing. So, um, definitely something to keep an eye on. But, uh, for all you, you know, sad, down the dumps people, you're, you may only have a few more years to get your drunk driving in. So
1: yeah, to get, get it in um, to take your joy rides, you know,
0: <laughs> No, um, we're not endorsing that. Um, not endorse that. That's um, well, you know, all this talking about drunk driving got me a little, little thirsty, Jonah. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to take, take a
1: break? break? Do you want to take a spin? Yeah.
0: Let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, read my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna go. Uh, you know, take a swig and then uh, do a little joyride, and then we'll be we'll be right back to talk about the uh, the next news of the day. Ding ding. Ding ding. Beep beep. What? <laughs>
0: uh, we back, uh, Jonah, you, you locked it, right? Huh? You locked the car?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yo, uh, yeah, I, I, I put locked the keys, up. I just, no, <laughs> I'm yeah, just kidding. Dude. no, I put the keys on the, on, on the front wheel. Okay, very, yeah, good good, uh, right. And I, I, put, like, a little piece of cardboard. Nice. So you can just jimmy. It, cool. You know. Um, yeah, we're good. You so left so one
0: for tomorrow, right? For when I get up?
1: Yeah, you're solid. Yeah, there's a roadie in there for you, obviously. Um, cool, yeah, that was a great time, man. Uh, I feel good. The wind is in my hair.
0: There's and nothing better than when you're drunk driving to listen to Dalton Core's Espresso Tempo. It is, it is truly the best soundtrack to... It is the official <laughs> soundtrack of drunk driving. <laughs> Dalton told us to say that, so uh, don't get mad.
1: Uh at us. You
0: haven't you haven't listened to um um really tasteful lo-fi beats until you've you've done it drinking in a Ford Mustang with the convertible down. Um
1: the, the ice cold steel reserve between your thighs <laughs> uh, Heading southbound on I seventy nine.
0: We um we we mentioned this earlier in the show when we were talking about um you know Salvador and uh, and Bitcoin and all this type of stuff. But uh, we've got more um, crypto goodness for you people, um, whether you want it or not. It's coming, um, and you know this is a this is kind of loose part we're gonna talk about. But there's been some kind of just ridiculous shit that's going on about um, this concept or this word called Web three. Web three. Um, so what is Web three? Maybe to talk about Web three, we need to talk about Web two. Web 1 we're not going to talk about because that's... No. we don't we don't talk about we don't talk about web, about web one <laughs> but web two web <laughs> two what's web two, um, what's web, two web two is what you know and love web two is the open internet it's like social media like the social like our whole lives being run on social media like journalism being run on social mm. media everyone yeah, kind of that. interacting and sharing that's that shit, web two that's it right web two is essentially like the uh invocation of the you know the always online like uh sharing culture of social media i think okay. that's like a fair um you know idiot's way of describing it which is what we like here yeah i love that web 3 however um is what everyone's you know everyone in the um comment sections of gizmodo and fucking Ars technica and shit what they like to talk about um basically i'll let you like what do you think web 3 is jonah
1: like just guessing yeah um like man on the street uh okay um Web3 is um, unlike just like typical social media sharing, um, wherein, you know, you just sort of share the things that you think are funny or interesting on the social media to your friends. Web3 is when uh, you, uh, you know, take a reverse mortgage out against your house or your kid's child fund to... Um, you know, puts money into Bitcoin and uh, tried to make your fortune on the internet. Um, Pretty
0: much, I think that's pretty accurate. Is that right? I think I think the way
1: that can't possibly be right.
0: I think the way that the people who are into Web three, this is how they explain it. Crypto is important. Like I think. Crypto is the center of it, right? The blockchain, which, you know, at this point everyone knows that blockchain is like the fundamental architecture behind cryptocurrencies
1: and shit. Which, do we want to do a quick...
0: Yeah, go, go for it.
1: No, you go for it.
0: You go no. for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're so good at it, dude. Why don't you do it? You're just... No. Uh, blockchain, as I
1: understand it, is... Uh, uh, well, Mac, why don't you go for it? No, blockchain is basically a system in which, um, you know, heretofore you would have, like, um, me and your computer agreeing on one thing. Uh, and then we're looking at the same piece of information. Be that, like, a bank ledger be that, you know, like a sum in a bank account, what have you, or the text on, a, on, on an HTML page. Blockchain basically uses di- is a distributed ledger, I think is like the, the underlying term, wherein let's say there's a 100 people whose little individual computers just all serve as like little notebooks. Yeah. Um, and anytime anything important happens on, for a, a given piece of information – it's, it's all checked against everyone's notebook. Yeah. So, and it's all viewable, too. And it's all viewable. Right. So at any given time, if I want to verify something, this data will be spread across, instantly attainable, and should all be consistent across, let's say, a hundred different people's individually, like, privately held notebooks. Yeah. Which makes it way harder to falsify stuff yeah. um, and um, sort of... Me- and very importantly, abrogates the need for like one central player to be like, I'm the boss. I'm the daddy. We're all daddy now.
0: That's the great promise as it's advertised of of crypto and web thing is that like you don't, you know, there's a lot of things that there's inefficiencies that occur because people don't trust each other in a basic sense. Right. And like the idea is that here that gets rid of that because everything's out there on this ledger that you can see. And importantly, the Web 3 concept, what proponents of it will say is that Web 2 was characterized by several big players, right? Like the fucking Facebooks, the Googles that own all the shit and they're in charge. Web 3, like you're saying, it puts the power back in the crypto, bro, which could be you and me or anyone else, right? And like you um, potentially, the idea is that like there's, it's less centralized and it's more um, egalitarian, egalitarian in a sense, right? Because... Um, you can do it. It's all been very like conceptual, but we're starting to see like, um, it take place, which is, uh, and you know, we're building up to it, but, um, the real world application of this in like kind of the quasi political sense is there's this thing that's been taking off. It's called, um, man, I always forget distributed, um, the dao what's, DAO, that, distributed what's the distributed autonomous organization yeah dao and that's what it stands for um basically uh i'm gonna say what like i think is a snarky way of saying it and then we can discuss what a better way of saying it but it's basically just like a group chat <laughs> that um has like um like a group chat on the blockchain that you can put money into start like it's it's yeah, just a, not a group. to be
1: confused with the um 6th century bc chinese um <laughs> lost philosophical Dao. religious way of life yeah um quite perhaps the exact opposite of that <laughs> um in fact but yeah what 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 so the what is the doubt so if you it's have a, a
0: yeah if you have a doubt sorry go ahead
1: well yeah i well okay here's what i here's my rough understanding mm-hmm. um basically it's just like a sort of it's a place of of remove wherein you can have um like a a purely democratic um decision-making body right um based on people's participation by way of um like uh coins yeah that that essentially function as like a you know um, indicators of your of your participation in the system and yeah. therefore your your say.
0: So if there's like Does that you make, is me, that, I don't know if that makes any sense. I think like a hundred percent. I think in a more just for the listeners, like if it's you me and like ten other people in like the Futurizal nation, right? Like if we were a DAO, the way it would work is that we would each have a DAO a Futurizal token, FIO right. token, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that like token like would um, amount for everything right it, that token would be your voting token so it's like everyone would have a say in like what we talk about for the podcast it would have a say in how we monetize it would have a say it's like truly a like one person one vote type of thing but like you don't have to deal with like a leader you don't have to deal with like trust and bureaucracy because the blockchain does that for you that's the idea like in um, that's been very conceptual but we're starting to see it now because People are forming DAOs to buy shit. Like people are forming DAOs to buy like NFTs, which we've talked about before, which is dumb. Um, but they're also buying shit. Uh people are forming DAOs to like invest in like startups and shit. Like people are doing are making real things now. Like they're essentially think of it as like crowdfunding. Um but when you buy the shit, like the people still in theory who contributed to it still get to have a say. That's mm. the I- that's the idea behind it. Um, but as we'll get into, it's a little fraught. the um, The reason we're talking about it is because maybe the most significant DAO to date happened in the last month or so. It was called the Constitution DAO. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell? Um, I'll give it a little bit and then I'll hand it off to you because I feel like you have okay. a better. Narrative for this, but um, um probably not, but yes, but um, basically, a, a group of crypto people, um, you know, crypto enthusiasts, um, saw that there was a copy of the a legit copy of the constitution, U.S. Constitution, going up for sale by Sotheby's, and um, some of them had this idea is like, okay, it's like many, many millions of dollars to get it, and like, probably like a museum might get her, blah blah, but like, what if? We formed a DAO where many, you know, many, many, many just everyday people grouped up together to put in some money to buy the Constitution, and then it truly does belong to, like, the people, right? Um, And so they did this. They kind of really quickly formed this DAO, um, and within, I think, the span of a couple weeks, raised $42 million, um and they actually entered the bid at Sotheby's, which is like this auction house. Um, and they almost won. They were like right up at the very last minute. Um, were there and then <laughs> this um hedge fund billionaire beat them out by like a couple million dollars, or maybe I less than that. Hate when that happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they lost. But um, but as they would talk about it, it was this like example of um, you know. Web 3 and Democracy in Action. Um, but there were some problems. So where we want to go in first. So we'd mentioned before that there's like tokens, right? Like that's the way you measure your sort of um, your existence inside of one of these DAOs. <laughs> they had um, kind of fittingly, but then it, they realized it didn't, you know, it wasn't super kosher afterwards. Their token was called the People Token. So you would buy... People. Buy people yeah mm, you buy <laughs> you buy
1: people this is so, feeling so wonderfully libertarian already in the best possible way.
0: also i think it's like people but there's a dollar sign in there somewhere with one of the naturally yeah um so you would buy people make, say,
1: making, the, <laughs> making the tacit explicit you know
0: but uh it, but, but people itself is like you know for people including myself who know nothing about like all these fucking coins and shit. The coin is like, you can't like buy shit with people coin, right? Like you have, it doesn't necessarily have a value. So people, uh, like the people investing in it, they would typically it was like Ethereum was what they, it's like a cryptocurrency that they, uh, bought or like put their money in and then they would, uh, convert that into people so that they were like involved in the constitution Dow. but that conversion process costs money, right? You have to, you have to, um, I think they call it like the gas, something like that. Um, it's like you, it, in order to convert these things, it, it um, does costs associate with it? Um, which doesn't mean a lot if you're spending a bunch of, bunch of money on the, on, on it. But if you're like a lot of these people, cause it was kind of like, um, pitches as grassroots thing. People are putting a couple bucks in or like a couple, like a hundred bucks, thousand bucks. Yeah. Then the fees kind of take a damper into it. So that was one part of it. Um, there was a lot more investment than people knew going into it um they also the people in charge guaranteed from the start that like if they didn't win that there would be refunds um which to this point is fraught and we'll go into it in a second and i'm just, i'm just going to lay out a couple of the issues with it and then there was also a problem that as we were talking about before um in the prospect that they did win the constitution um like the what's next there was supposedly with these tokens they have voting rights too right it's like kind of like a little mini nation but uh it came out later that like they hadn't worked out around like how that was being distributed properly so as i understand it, there was a lot of people who like had no voting rights at all even though they had tokens and then a couple of the people who had the most and the founders of the constitution had all of it so basically if they had <laughs> no, won no way <laughs> if they had won it was just the crypto who made the first tweet about it we're gonna have control of the constitution and then in their words figure it out as they hammer out the details is what they said as they as they go along those (laughs) damn details man they always need hammering out it's so funny how that works and um and so yeah that was a problem too and then also which i which i thought was great uh they were saying uh it was a great interview with one of these people on the verge um, it's a podcast. If you uh, a fellow Jonah, it, in fact. Yeah, it's a guy named Jonah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was saying as a positive that like you could actually, instead of buying the token too, they offered this as a as an option too that like you could work for your token or work for your place in the DAO. <laughs> so there was like people doing administrative tasks yeah. and also like buy, so tweeting what? and shit to like. Um, it. I'm trying to not say indentured servitude, but essentially they like were you know working to have their place in the dow you know you just you listen you (laughs) write down
1: on a sort of piece of paper that kind of takes your dental records and then you know they give you they pay for your passage across the atlantic and then you just work for like 15 or 20 years like as their manservant uh
0: we get the rights to the (laughs) yeah and then it's
1: all good yeah um, so that's
0: a late, yeah, I'm really curious. What do you think about all this craziness? Know, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, they it's almost a, won too, which is it's crazy. It's real you know?
1: a holler. Yeah. I mean, that would be really funny. Um, <laughs> if they it, have
0: like one of the only versions of, of the, the constitution.
1: constitution <laughs> I mean, it would go a long way in cementing the fact that the constitution is like a deeply flawed and stupid document. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I think the United States, op- the United States is the oldest operating constitution in the world for one um which judging by the way things are going here compared to some other places i think is an evidence of the fact that probably could have used some revision
0: it's had some Um, revision so like 28 revisions yeah but i mean (laughs)
1: ever since we had the civil war i mean i feel like that sort of proved that the 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 constitution was maybe a bit of a uh, fundamentally flawed document but setting all of that aside uh we love our constitution um, but the DAO is 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 really a great. It's, I mean I think it's wonderful that the DAO is was trying to buy the Constitution, <laughs> effectively the 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 embodiment of the American political project as mm-hmm. people understand it. Because you know the a DAO itself is what a de- decentralized autonomous organization. It's basically a bunch of people coming together and pooling. Uh, money in a shared bank account effectively like in the in the crudest possible terms that's what it is um and then they they pull capital together in like the form of a crypto wallet um and then all of their individual contributions are marked by way of a token of varying size based on their individual contributions and then uh you know the money is is marshaled for this or that purpose with the consent of everyone who's who's kicked in. Um, however, you know, not in a purely democratic sense. In fact, this is why it's so perfectly American, because it's the more money you put in, the more say you get, which is nice, because it's just kind of really making making explicit what has always been the case. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> not to mention that, like, I, I, this was part of it, too, is that, like, um, the people who are putting... Because there was a handful of people who were putting, like, a lot of money, right? Like, many, many millions of dollars. And they, if, in this interview, they had, like, sort of worked out a way where they got to be anonymous. Which was, like, completely counter to the whole thing, right? Because you were supposed to be able to, like, mm, so this know... this is the CIA. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, good to know. But that pissed off a lot of people because they were like, what do we do? Like, the whole point is that it's transparent. And eventually, they backed off of that. Um, and those people voluntarily made themselves public. But um, but you're right. I mean, it's like... It's funny because I think that... that I found that the, the Constitution-Dao thing interesting because it showed, like... Uh, it was a real-world public-facing example of, like, okay, this let's do this, like, Web3 thing and actually do it. Mm-hmm. And it immediately showed how little thought was put into it. You know what I mean? Like, because so much of the shit outside of raising the money, they're very good at raising the money. We'll say that's maybe something to be looked into for you know other businesses and startups. They're really good at raising money fast. Yeah. But outside of that, they didn't have everything else was TBD, including giving people back their refunds, which at this point, um, only, this was a couple days, two days ago, I think it was like 52% of all the people who had put their money in got their refunds back And other Jonah, in that interview, he was being asked about it, and he said, um, because there's been a a tapering off effect where less people are getting the refunds, and he was saying he was expecting that to continue. And um, Nilay Patel, the interviewer, he was asking, why why do you think that's okay? Well, like, why aren't they getting their money back? And his first answer was that, like, well, people in crypto, um, you know, put a little bit of money here, put a little bit of money there. Like they like to experiment, you know what I mean? And sometimes like you forget where your money's at. And and he was like, I think a lot of people probably maybe have just like sort of forgot to do the refunds. And he was like, that sounds a little, that's like $20 million worth of forgetting (laughs) shit. And, (laughs) And he was like, well, part of it is probably the gassing fees too, which is what we were talking about before with like the transfer fees. So not only do you have to pay money to transfer into the people token on the way in? But when you're getting the refund, you have to transfer that same amount or more, depending on how, you know, the, the rates have changed to get your money back. And so a lot of people, there's a vice article um, that came out last week that was documenting this. A lot of people who've been not much money have lost all their money because it's worthless. Now when they factor in all the, you know, the fees or the, Maybe even lost money too. Um, I think the the vice writers they actually put in money into the Constitution Dow, um, and they tried to get it out, and and they lost almost all their money. Um, so, which is like not the way that it was pitched at all to like <laughs> these people who were guaranteed yeah. refunds and stuff. Um, and like, you know, who cares, I mean, right? It's just know. like this is just some people who lost money. But it's also like it, I think at the broader point is that like it shows how little really thought process there was in this thing that's supposedly going to be the next, you know, societal transfer, you know, the big transfer transformative thing. That's, you know, bringing socialist America to like the fucking crypto internet. Like Mm -hmm. it's clearly not super thought out.
1: Right. I mean, well, yes, because clearly it's just like, okay, typically in like an organization that would like try to buy something like a company, you know, or, 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 or or the constitution say, um, (laughs) You know, for instance, uh, you would have like a board of directors and, you know, you would have C-suite people and like, there's, there's, there's a very clear hierarchy through which decisions are made. But the DAO is saying, um, you know, everybody is sort of, is an equal, equal player commensurate to their input, um. And there isn't really any hierarchy. It's just, like, you know, how much you want to speak up. Um, Which is, like, uh, how much you want to spend. Very cute. I mean, I I, I think some of them are not also... uh, I don't know how much... I don't know if all of them function on the same principle of, like, you know, the more money you get, the more tokens you get. Like, the Dave and Buster's principle. But I think that is generally the
0: principle. There's... Yeah, there's some... T- to be fair, there are some that I think are more like more genuine. Regardless democratic. of what you put in, yeah. you get split another way. But there's not like a like there's not like a set thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's a it's it's this like the web three thing is trying to assign like this category of thing to something that's being worked out in real time. Yeah. It's just um, funny
1: because I feel like they always keep ending up in like people just getting scammed and like people yeah. running away with the money um
0: well that's the big thing here right is because like essentially there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 million dollars sitting on the blockchain right now that's unaccounted for we should get it dude (laughs) um and they've said his official word was that the refunds are like um indefinite but like i mean check back in in however many weeks when they start investing that into some other shit, you know what I mean, um, yeah. it does seem like a scam, and it seems like we were talking about this off mic, but um a lot of these like people who are doing web three are the same people that were like doing the quote crypto shit when we were in high school, you know, and like they <laughs> they're not like fucking socialists like they're fucking right. libertarians, well, the you know what yeah, I mean, like just, yeah. they're they're really not, and I think. But I do think though um like people I read and respect um there is like I feel like some people want it to work like they 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 like they yeah. want they want to see it like cuz like maybe the, cuz there's no hope anywhere else or something they want they want there to be like this vehicle with which technology can like distribute things and like do it but like I don't. I just like don't see it. Well, you know I mean? mean, I
1: think you make a great point, which is that like I feel like these people are sort of like have drunk the Kool Aid. They've like sort of drunk their own Kool Aid because they're like they want these big emancipatory technologies, which are uh, in effect, at least in principle, closer to like a so- a socialist type system where everybody has a say and these things are democratically decided upon. But what they actually are are libertarians where whoever is in the strongest position to begin with just gets to, you know, you know, trade upon their original advantage and the strongest win and the weakest get crushed. And that's just how it is. It's just like, you know, everybody gets to just rely on their own thrift and ability and and it's an all against all type of like melee and like that's what it sort of more closely resembles. And then these people get are, are fucking confused and upset when like someone steals all their money or you know, yeah, people people fail to live up to these uh to these sort of like utopian ideals, um, which is yeah, I guess that's what happens when you try to do socialism in a sort of
0: libertarian, uh, you know, swimming pool. Um, I mean, I my. Take of it is that I mean I guess one of my skepticisms of like a lot of the decentralization tech shit is that I'm less like I don't know I'm agnostic with like whether or not like I'm interested in like doing the like the like moving towards a socialist like a like a hard s thing, but when you talk about decentralization, like. Inherent to any of these Web3 things or the crypto things is that there's no person that's like keeping guard. You know, I mean? like, there's no one like, there's no one like, well, no one's keeping like, guard. No one has the whip. Guard. Yeah, but like, that doesn't fucking work. You know what I mean? No, it's I think like, it does, I mean? does
1: work in, in, in on some level where it's like, no, if it's 100 people and we're all equally bought in, none of the 100 people are going to let one person run off with the bag. So everyone keeps one another in check. But that's strictly in principle. And I do think in practice, um, there's always hierarchies form within this, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure within, you know, it's become the case with, within certain DAOs, there are like working groups that, you know, form, um, and, uh, to, 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 tackle certain, like, you know, actually thorny problems that require specialism or, or, or specialization and so on. Um, and I think you just have like the same sort of like avaricious problems uh, reproducing themselves, and it's like yeah, go figure. I mean, it, I just... it, and the fact that these dudes were trying to buy the co- the goddamn Constitution, yeah, is like really so perfect because it's just like. I don't know. I mean, setting aside the the hilarity of trying to buy, like just purchase for ownership, the constitution right. of the United States,
0: which was purchased by a hedge fund dude, which is, so which funny. was purchased <laughs> by a hedge fund dude, which is even better
1: because it's just like just making absolutely explicit in case anyone had any doubt that like hedge fund guys own this country. It's like we literally, they literally bought the constitution for cash Um But that's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's like these sort of, I mean, I I sympathize with these like idealistic internet guys who are like, you know, really see the internet taking place online or like seeing uh, these sort of uh, modern political structures happening online. But it's just like without any real community. And I think that's where it fails. That's why it always breaks down. It's just like a bunch of internet people who don't really know each other and aren't mutually obligated to one another. And I think that's where it it really is. Uh, it, it fails because it's just like the reason any type of socialism or not even socialism, just just people, uh, just mutual, um, you know, recognition of a project and, and willing to like go in and like um, see where something goes is always a function of you knowing your neighbor and knowing your other person. And I mean... At least at the first at the first principle. Um, and this is all just people who are like in it for themselves trying to like kinda step on each other's heads. Well,
0: I think sometimes. a lot of the like the you know, little people on the bottom weren't in it for themselves. They thought it was cool. But I guess my like cynical thing is just that at least when it comes to like the internet internet part of it is that like There is a expertise or like knowledge gap that like these like crypto dudes who are like not who are who are definitely in it for themselves. They do sort of hold the keys to the kingdom a bit and like they like even if you get a bunch of people sign on to like a DAO who like don't have a lot of expertise because you want people to be from all parts of life like the people who are in charge are those dudes that do have like the knowledge who are like the crypto dudes who are like trying to make out for themselves? You know what I mean? Who don't really give a shit about you? So it just seems like I know it's a simplistic tape, but it's like it's oh, like, it's Treasure- like it's super like, a... f- like inherently flawed to me because it's like the dudes who are doing the interviews with the Verge, the dudes who are like in charge, the dudes who like actually fucking like fucking are in the boardroom in meetings. Yeah. They don't give a shit about equality. Like they fucking they want to start startups and yeah. make fucking money. Like. Um, so, it seems like it's, it's, like, trying to squeeze equality out of this thing that's, like, inherently... Blood from a stone, man. Yeah. Um, so, it's also really funny, kind of.
1: It is funny, man. And it's funny that it's called Dao, like, Taoism, which is, the whole thing is just, like, you know, just getting yourself in line with the universe and not trying to, like, affect outcomes, but just merely, like... You know, let it flow over you, and it's just like, "Oh <laughs> uh, no, we're we're we're, not we're, we're creating a digital <laughs> co- online commune, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna buy the Magna Carta and <laughs> and sell it and flip it for Dogecoin." It's like, mm, "Yeah, good good job."
0: Famously, a Dow did buy um one of the Wu Tang Kang yeah. albums. Um, I I didn't realize that the Wu Tang Clan had so many fucking well, they sold um, their shit. one-off yeah. albums. That were, yeah, they sold, like the Once Upon a, they sold
1: Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, which is not really one of the better albums. I mean, come on,
0: that's not the same one that they Screlly Shkreli had. Yeah, right? that's the Shkreli oh, one. Is? Yeah, is it the is so? It was post Screlly that they got bought by Dow. Yeah,
1: I think after he went to jail.
0: Ah, I see.
1: Um, after he had to sell off all his assets because he was indicted for securities fraud or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was bought by a Dow. Um, ah, I see. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Which is pretty dope. Fucking Scrawly, Scrawly. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, there's too many acronyms, man. <laughs> Enough with all that. Um, but yeah, I think this Dow thing. I think well, for one, I think we were early. We were early, early adopters, not adopters, but we were early critics and um. Uh, herald heralders you know town criers of the nft phenomenon Mm -hmm. because i remember talking about nfts with with you on the show before i had ever heard anyone else talk about it um other than like the little the research that we did right um and now obviously it's the talk of the town so watch out for watch out for the dows folk
0: yeah i mean the nf i mean i think it is like it's a um I have talked about it like my day job where it's like it's kinda of what we were talking about earlier, where NFTs and like the DAOs and shit are like pretty dumb. And I think they are pretty dumb, but it it like everything is pointing to like they're not going anywhere anywhere soon. So it doesn't look like like it, no. it's probably better to like get a grasp on it before you know you're the only one that doesn't know about it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be in the position we were with social media and all this other shit. Like, we talked about this on another episode where it's like, you're like, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. And then all of a sudden, these people have billions of dollars and, like, they're controlling your life yeah. and you have no idea how to it. I mean, it's that. true.
1: You don't want to be, like, the last guy in your neighborhood to be, like, scoffing at, uh, you know, a refrigerator. <laughs> right. And you're just, like, eating rancid meat. Well, you don't have to like granted. it. Granted.
0: You don't have to like it, but you should... Well, that's a very charitable yeah.
1: thing because the NFT is absolutely not does adds nothing of value. <laughs> it's just a new thing to throw money in and mm-hmm. hope that it appreciates instead of depreciates and then cash out, i.e., speculative asset. I, I mean, think a lot.
0: Of, I think it's more fucked up than that. I think a lot of people honestly don't even think you, it's an investment. I think they just like like the idea. That I spent like there fucking is like a stoop- millions of dollars right. on a fucking get like they which is- makes people fucking rock hard,
1: yeah that they bought like a shitty uh like Microsoft Paint picture of a monkey <laughs> smoking a joint with like a with a with like a you know a Lincoln Park tattoo and they're like <laughs> this is worth three. Three and a half million dollars.
0: Like, fuck you, you fucking normie piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, we're it. gonna
1: have to. We're gonna have to dive back into the into the NFT thing. Building up to it. It's. I don't want to do it. It's like it those sucks. guys. It's like that guy who went swimming in the Gowanus Canal. I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to go in there. But I think we have to because we already opened the. We opened the sore. We opened the wound. Um, it's
0: about time for a re- refresher.
1: Um. Well. That being said, do you want to? Shall we? Shall we plant the uh, plant 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 Excalibur back in the stone until yeah. next
0: time? Let's do it. Um, I wanted to say this till the end to not put a damper and everything, but I do. Um, it would be it would be weird not to say something. Yeah. Um, uh, so you you know we mentioned our producer Ray, who we're very producer fond Ray. of all the time on the show. Um, he's a honestly a really valuable part of this podcast and where it's been. Um he died a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, man. And, um, yeah, it was a big blow, but, and a, a real, um, you know, we sorely miss on the podcast and in a lot of other aspects of life too, because he was truly a piece of joy and love and kindness where it often wasn't. Um, but it goes on and the show will go on, but um you know, just wanted to let you all know that we're just Jonah and I now.
1: Yeah, man. God damn, it's a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said, man. Our rest in peace to Ray, producer Ray, he was a real sweet sweet force. Uh and has been with us had been with us since the since the jump. Um, a good dog, if ever there was one. Um, Shitty producer. Shitty producer. His honestly (laughs) could have, production work left a lot to be desired, but goddamn, he made up for it in Spunk. He sure did. Um, So rest in peace to him, man. His spirit will always be with us. If you've ever known a good dog in your life, Ray was better. Uh, (laughs) I guarantee you that. Um, So that being said, uh, we'll sign off and we'll catch you hopefully next week in a much more regular uh time schedule cool but no promises all right okay
0: so long everyone see ya bye